Hey, it's Avi with the Project Do Yourself Podcast. I'm really excited for this week's episode. We'll be talking to Tracy about her experience reupholstering furniture. But first, I want to say this podcast is sponsored by Project Do It Yourself. If you're looking to connect with us, find us on Instagram at Project Do It Yourself. Okay, let's get started. Just real quick, you can say where you live now, what your normal day job is, My I guess. That, okay. Yeah. My name is Tracy. And I live in Arizona, Phoenix area. My, my day job is I work for a consumer products company doing supply chain, specifically for hygiene products like soaps and sanitizers, things that are very relevant in the time of COVID. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but on the side, I've always been a creative person at heart. I actually studied art in undergrad and I've always just really been passionate about doing projects. But it didn't feel right to do it as a career because the projects that I like to do, I like to do them for myself. <laughs> and yeah. it's hard to do that for other people and have fun doing it at the same time. So, Absolutely. So you said that you've always loved doing this. What are some things you remember doing early on when you were young? I would say like the first DIY project that I can rem- remember being really young. My dad had a garbage bag full of ties sitting in the garage that he was going to donate. And before he could donate them, I I took them and I ended up cutting them all up and sewing them together and made a skirt. Wow. (laughs) That's impressive. Yeah. Did you do it by hand or was it a sewing machine or? It was partially, no sewing machine. I was probably 12. I did it partially by hand and then a little bit of hot glue. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) You use the tools you have available. Definitely. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So you mentioned your DIY projects with restoring old furniture. Yeah. My husband is in the medical field and he was doing a fellowship for a year in Sacramento. So we ended up moving and we knew it was just going to be a short-term thing and, and we needed furniture, temporary furniture. We went on Facebook Marketplace and just looked for stuff that was reasonably priced and had potential. We specifically needed two desk chairs. We were living in a one bedroom apartment slash office, <laughs> double office. Yeah. <laughs> um, desk chairs, and we needed some dining chairs and a coffee table. We found these really cool chairs online that were on Facebook Marketplace. They were these vintage, the shape was really cool. And they looked really comfortable, but they were a disgusting pleather material, I would say. But we went to go pick them up and we went to a fabric store, and neither of us had previously had any experience in reupholstering, but we decided, hey, what the heck, we'll figure it out. And we did. We found some cool fabrics and watched some YouTube videos and we made some really awesome desk chairs. I'm actually sitting in mine right now. Nice. What else did we? Oh, the coffee table. We found, it was meant to be a coffee table, but it was like a weird height. And then it came with two end tables and we didn't really need the end tables, but the person selling wanted to sell the whole thing together, but it looked like solid wood. That's something that's really important to me is can I find something that's like really solid and durable and it's not Ikea. It's gonna, it's built to last. And we ended up with this wooden table thing with these iron legs and we ended up taking the iron legs off and took the end tables and we took the iron legs off those end tables too. And we turned the end table upside down, made the end table the base of the table. And we sanded it down and refinished it. And we, we still have the table. Neither of us previously had experience staining wood <laughs> or yeah. doing anything like that. But in times of 
need and when you like have a cool idea like why not just go for it yeah absolutely so what gave you the confidence to do that so i think the confidence partially it comes from just not having that much to lose the stakes are not that high and you're not like dealing with crazy expensive things i guess it's a lot easier to take a risk also i think we didn't necessarily ask anybody we just did some research online. I feel like there's a lot of YouTube videos available and tips and tricks online to figure stuff out. And I think both of us were just looking to, there's a sense of accomplishment that comes with figuring something out and turning trash into treasure. And yeah. I think both of us are, we decided that, that wanted to feel that sense of accomplishment. So you mentioned that there wasn't a lot of risk to this. Did you try to do it quickly or did you take your time with the whole process? It happened over a series of weekends. It didn't take too long. We did want it to look good. So we didn't want to rush it. But at the same time, we also were in desperate need of desk chairs so that we could actually work. But there's some late nights involved for sure. Multiple trips to Home Depot. I think when you're like in the middle of a project, there's some adrenaline that comes with it and you like start to see it come together and you want to see it through and it's hard to start a project and put it to the side. So I think it's, it's these projects probably came together maybe over two weekends. So let's say someone wanted to buy some furniture and restore it a little bit. What would it take for someone to do either the chair restoration or your table restoration, what would it take for someone to do what you did? There's a lot of inspiration out there online and it's easy to see somebody else's project and say, oh my gosh, I want to do that. And I want to replicate that. And I think it can sometimes be a little bit of a trap. And if you see something and you say to yourself, hey, I'm going to replicate this exactly because you're never going to make it exactly like what and it's going to lead to you're going to be disappointed if you have these expectations that your project is going to turn out to be something very specific when i try to give advice about projects or when i think about my own projects, i like to start with inspiration i'll see something that i like whether it's just out in the neighborhood or on instagram but i try not to trap myself into thinking i need to make this exact thing it can be hard to find those exact materials and if you're doing a project to try to save money, which is one of the reasons I do projects a lot of times, you may not meet that objective if you're trying to find every little like piece of fabric that somebody used and the exact wood somebody used. So I always look at, I use my inspiration as a starting point, but I would, my advice to somebody is use that starting point purely as a starting point, really as your jumping off point. But then when you're going to get your additional materials that you need, like your fabric or your wood stain, try not to replicate every single detail. Go for what you like. Go for what speaks to you and try to make it your own. And you'll be a lot happier with the end result because you're not set on a specific outcome. In terms of the knowledge, though, to do the actual work, for example, to reupholster the chairs, or you mentioned you took apart the legs, you drilled new holes or somehow reattached the end table to the coffee table. Were you already comfortable with the tools or did you learn some of this for your project? Definitely had to learn along the way. I would say find yourself a partner that <laughs> maybe has some, has some expertise that you might not have 
expertise in. Even though I was working with my husband, he didn't necessarily have the skill sets, but you can divide and conquer. You learn from each other. And there's just so many resources online. So don't be afraid to go to Home Depot and don't be afraid to go online and research something or even just walk into a Home Depot and ask an employee, hey, how do I attach this to this? Don't be afraid to ask for help. In any kind of tools, did you have everything you needed or did you have to buy anything new? We had to buy everything. Staple gun, sander, sand, a sanding tool. I'm trying to think what else. Definitely a hot glue gun is handy. Foam batting for the chairs. Yeah, pretty much everything, but... Depends how, when you're looking at tools, you can get things at different price points. So if you don't, if you're not so sure that you want to become a chair reupholstering expert and do that forever and ever, you can go for a staple gun that's not so expensive. If you were to do either the chair restoration or redoing your coffee table, what are some lessons learned and what would you do differently? Gosh, I think some lessons learned when it comes to chairs. Definitely go with a darker fabric, something that is not going to show stains and go with a durable fabric. So my husband and I got matching chairs. We ended up picking different fabrics. I went with a little bit more expensive fabric. I went with weather and my chair actually, it's three years later. It's in great condition and I am so happy that I went, I spent a little bit more money and went with a more forgiving fabric. His chair, we ended up doing in a, a very crisp, clean white fabric, which starting to show some stain because that's a very specific example. But just think through the long-term implications of your materials. The other thing I would say is don't worry so much about the trends. Like, I think it's easy to get trapped in to thinking you need chairs that are farmhouse chic or whatever because that's the style right now and initially when looking at fabric I was trying to think of you know something that would be normal I guess <laughs> like a fabric that would be common and go with everything and then I was suddenly drawn to this Mexican Serpa blanket I don't know if I'm saying it right and we ended up using this Mexican Serpa blanket as the fabric for our chairs and I thought three years later, I thought, okay, I'll be sick of this, but I think it's actually really cool. So that, that's one other thing is like, don't worry too much about what's trendy and just follow your gut on what you think looks good and what your eye is attracted to. That's really helpful to hear. This is such an interesting DRI project. Thank you. This episode was sponsored by Project Do It Yourself. Find us at Project Do It Yourself on Instagram. Did you work on a DIY project and want to be interviewed for this podcast? Email me at podcast at projectdoityourself.com. The theme music was written by Arlen Strassman. Thank you so much, and I will see you next week.